0: You're listening to AWW Radio, the podcast of American women's wrestling. What is up, wrestling friends? This is Derek Lewandowski, and you are listening to American Women's Wrestling Radio. I'm here with my co host, my bud, my brother, Ben Lewandowski. Hey, peeps. Now, Back. welcome. Welcome f- but you're back. You are yeah, back. I'm back. Welcome, welcome back to the show. Thank you. Uh coming off your one show suspension f- for your um infamous hey peep's greeting.
1: Actually, to be honest with you, it was kind of a it was kind of enjoyable not to have to talk to you.
0: <laughs> Is that You know, I actually enjoyed having the monopoly on the microphone.
1: you got it whenever you want it, bro.
0: Yeah, we can do that again sometime.
1: Yeah, do you want to no. do it today or no?
0: Um yeah, let's just shut it down. <laughs> nah, uh, I like you. And truth be told, he wasn't suspended. He was busy. Um, yes. So welcome back to the show. Always good to have your perspective and comments and feedback and, and, um, and goofing around. Just general goofing around.
1: That's what I bring to the show. Yeah, goofing so around.
0: this is our 12th show. Hey, number twelve. Number twelve. So, uh, some factoids about the number twelve. What comes to mind with the number twelve for you?
1: Oh, you know what's really annoying? The first thing that came to my mind was Tom Brady, and that really frustrates me. Isn't that annoying?
0: You know what? Let's just let's just um, let's just end the show. Yeah, that's. I'm really frustrated right now. Yeah, I'm actually I'm actually really (laughs) upset, and I actually want to like punch you in the face through the phone.
1: (laughs) I'm so annoyed. Okay. I'm so all upset. Right.
0: You, uh, yeah. I mean, you know what's crazy though? He's a free agent and he could end up.
1: He's not going to be a dolphin. You know, we had talked about this early on.
0: Remember? Okay. Yeah.
1: He's not going to be a dolphin.
0: Okay. No, no I mean. A, the, the thing is though, like he's actually a really nice guy. He's like super handsome and kind and. Oh, I can't stand him. I hate that guy. Oh, I hate Tom Brady hey, if you want to laugh, um it's true to all our listeners, yeah. um he did a he did like a, a prank thing with I think a CVS in Boston a few years back where he was behind a curtain in a booth and they did they did a thing like win a staring contest and win, I don't know, something. But they didn't know who was behind the curtain. <laughs> That's hilarious. And so all these people they pull the curtain is Tom Brady.
1: That's funny.
0: Anyway, so yeah, uh episode twelve made you think of Tom Brady.
1: Uh-huh.
0: Um, my son, Reese, uh, just placed fourth in sectionals, but lost in the semis 12-0. So, uh, I guess a bittersweet recent memory for me. Right. Um, how many months in a year, Ben?
1: December, January, 12.
0: (laughs) Wow, man, that's, uh. I got to introduce you to my friend, Wayne Fish. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, there's 12 grades. If you didn't know that. Um, I, you might Are there not be- though? What's Are that?
1: There? Are there 12 grades? You know, the fact that you've been, you know, it's really, is kindergarten a grade?
0: Uh, well, I guess there's 13 then, unless you're in the accelerated track, you know, then True. you can make 13, 12. Yeah. <laughs> Which, did, you, did you make 13, like
1: 15? A lot, of, a lot of people go to school for 13 years.
0: I, I, hey, truth be told, I, mm-hmm. I actually can't joke about this because you were like number two in your class, weren't you?
1: Uh, I was actually number three. I was number two until uh, somebody skipped a grade and uh, joined our grade, and that bumped me to
0: number three. Oh, but you were number two in the depth chart at your weight class in high school on your team. I
1: was I was number two on the depth chart of my weight class, which was weird because I was the only one in my weight
0: class. <laughs> <laughs> Would you lose wrestle offs like to yourself? Like that's right. Wrestling?
1: I yeah, coach wanted to wrestle off one time and I lost myself, so we forfeited that night. Terrible. Yeah, it was awful. All
0: right. Uh, okay, another wrestling connection with the number twelve. Um, do you remember the score? I mean, I'm sort of a leading question, and okay. if you get it wrong. You're probably dumb. Yep. Okay. Do you remember the score when Pat Downey wrestled that fro- flow grappling guy this last year, Nikki Rodriguez? It was a freestyle match and the final score was
1: 12 zip.
0: No, seven zero. No, it was not. I'm just kidding. It was 12. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Enough with the number 12. Okay. Uh, let's keep the pace of the show going today. Yep. Uh, let's do it. Let's do some segments. Uh, All right. Let's see. How about, um, Uh, The Eye of Sauron, the all-seeing eye into the wrestling community. Um, You know, we put out an article, Ben, on a young woman from Grandview College uh, in Des Moines, Iowa, who was in a car accident last October. Her name is Jazz Alexander.
1: I remember, yep.
0: Yeah, she got messed up real good, man. Um, uh, Sorry, some of this is rated R, but. Man, when her accident happened, it's all in the story. You can read the story um, on AmericanWomen'sWrestling.com. It's still right on the front page. Um, inspiring story, tragic story, but again, like her, her, her recovery is going well, and um, she's a woman with a lot of you know hope and faith, and and um, you know really rooting for her to uh, fully recover. And I know she wants to get back to wrestling, but man, that accident was so bad. She it was early morning. They were heading to a, a wrestling tournament. Um, to volunteer, she and another uh, wrestler was actually a a male wrestler from the male program at Grandview and she was asleep in the passenger seat it was raining that morning, the car went off the road flipped a few times and um, she had fractures in her face, both both cheekbones um, her eye socket was ruptured, her tear duct was ruptured Um, the top of her nose caved in and they could actually see her brain when they found her so they, they literally called her mother. The paramedics didn't think she was going to make it. They called oh, her mother. Wow. You know, wondering if this is going to be her last conversation with her. And it was a very, very touching conversation they had. And, and um, thank God she pulled through. I mean, amazing. You know, lots of surgeries and procedures. And, and she's still, you know, not totally out of the woods. But, um, you know, we're rooting for you and praying for you, Jazz Alexander. You know, the wrestling community. Uh, has gotten behind her and supported her. Uh, you can still support her. The link to her GoFundMe is in the article. But, um, you know, her journey has been nothing short of heroic and brave and inspiring. And so just wanted to give a shout out to Grandview's Jazz Alexander today. She, she was a senior coming into this year. She actually never wrestled a match this year. It happened before the competitive season began. So she's redshirting. She's hoping to come back. But even if she doesn't, she says she's always going always gonna to be around the map.
1: Good. Well, keep it up, keep it, keep it up, Jazz.
0: Yeah. All right. Um, So, yeah, you can read about that on uh, AmericanWomen'sWrestling.com. Okay, time for our uh, fun, would you rather segment? Okay. Are you ready? All right, let's do this. Okay. Ben, would you rather have the best gut wrench in the world or the best throws? And you're a freestyle wrestler. Oh, wow. That's,
1: that's, that's a great question. The best throws or the, I would say the best, I would probably say the best throws. Yeah. Because you're going to, I mean, yeah, let's say you can get the person down. You got them. That's great. You could tech them out with that. Yeah. But there's just so there's, I mean, something so awesome about being able to throw somebody.
0: Yeah. Even though, like, think about world champions. You know, think true. about think about um, Tamara Mensa Stock or Jakar Winchester. Did you see a single throw? Right, right. You know, so like, if you're talking about like wanting to win world titles,
1: are either of them though the best throwers in the world?
0: Well, no, no. <laughs> well, but you asked
1: me if I want to be the best thrower in the world,
0: though, yeah, but I also said you're a freestyle wrestler, so like, true. True. Um,
1: but could I, could I translate my freestyle over to Greco? Would it help well, that's what
0: I'm saying. You, I mean, you, I, I guess your answer then is I would like to have the best throws. I will immediately retire and I will become a Greco Roman wrestler. Yeah, yeah,
1: that's right. <laughs>
0: okay. Yeah. I'm going to say, uh, I'm going to say if I'm a freestyle wrestler as, as, as sexy as the throwing thing is. Yeah. Um, I'm going to have to say I, I, I want the best gut wrench.
1: Okay.
0: All right. I'm I'm gonna win titles with a gut wrench. I mean I, I what comes to mind is Emily Shilson a few years ago when she won her cadet world title, if I remember right, she was down pretty good in the final and she got on top and I think she just gutted her way to the that was it. She just uh, yeah
1: Impressive.
0: gutted it out and with tech got the tech fall win.
1: Literally gutted it
0: out. She gutted it out with a gut wrench. Nice. She put on a gutsy performance by gutting it out with a gut wrench. Wow. Uh, I got nothing else. Okay, yeah, let's move on. Okay, would you rather mm-hmm. would you rather have McKendry national champion Alex Alex Glaude as your bodyguard or me?
1: Um I mean that's a no brainer.
0: <laughs> oh, what a compliment, Ben! Thank you for <laughs> thank you for putting trust in your big brother.
1: You're welcome. Well, how's Alex's gut wrench? Uh,
0: Alex has a lot of game. Uh, yeah. I mean, people may not know this. If uh, you know those who don't, I'm sure a lot of people know the name Alex Glaude. She was a U twenty three bronze medalist. She was a WCWA national champion in 2019. You know, she's she's uh, you know a hammer for McKendry. Her name's out there a lot in in uh, wrestling media. Um but also she holds the weightlifting records for McKendree's uh for for women at McKendree University.
1: Wow. Do you hold any weightlifting
0: records? Um I mean if you're talking I'm gonna about I'm going with Alex Cloudy. You just did that? I, yeah. Now what if I had a gun? Can well
1: because I have two. <laughs> nice. That's uh, the lamest. Wow. We are like two dads right now.
0: All right. Let's move on then. Yeah. Would you rather be punished by a 30-minute wrestling match with Alyssa Lampy if she was your weight or Mark Winters?
1: <laughs> Didn't Mark Winters pin me?
0: Yes. Quickly. Very quickly. 14 seconds. Yeah. It was. <laughs> yes it was very fast
1: yeah I don't think I have much you know I don't have the ability to last long are you basically saying I have to go 30 minutes in a match
0: against anybody a live go yeah and well it, and it's punishment like they've been they've been instructed to punish you
1: yeah I pass on either can I pass on both
0: <laughs> no you cannot you gotta go into that you gotta go into the cage
1: well I'm gonna I'm gonna if it's right now. I have no idea what shape Mark Winters is in, so I'm going to choose Mark, <laughs> or if he's even alive. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I just would go with Mark right now. All right, because um, it's possible life has not been kind to his body.
0: Um, Very, and you know, I, I mentioned him because I thought it would just send a shudder of fear up and down your spine, which obviously it has.
1: He's he's standing, cradled me. That was like like from a position. I'm trying to remember how it worked, but I just remember my knee, my
0: face, and my knee. And I you Yeah, know. well, probably your head and knee got too close together, uh-huh. and he locked you up from the side and rolled you through. It's that's, probably that's all
1: he did. That's probably what he did. I just couldn't
0: breathe. All right. Yeah. Last, would you rather? Okay, for the day, yep. would you rather eat a stick of butter or drink Lucky Charms cereal milk the next morning, like oh. it's a day after it's been sitting in a bowl?
1: Oh, I, I've done one of those. I've actually
0: done both of those. I. That's actually in your diet. Like you actually <laughs> ate both of those this morning. Not
1: this I did have some Lucky Charms this morning, though. One of my kids was eating Lucky Charms. Nice. Think. Was it today or yesterday? Yeah, I would drink the bowl of Lucky
0: Charms milk. Okay, you take the milk. All right. Yeah. Well, that's our what would you rather segment. Uh, let's uh, let's switch over. I'm going to do one over under today. Okay.
1: Okay, sounds good. Oh, by the way, yeah. yeah d- doesn't over under need to be like? I was thinking about this the other day. Like, shouldn't it be like in the middle, like a two, like if it's wins, it should be, well, go ahead. Ask me the question.
0: Okay. If the betting line yeah. were 30 seconds on a jujitsu match with Julia Salada and you, you're betting on yourself here. Okay. What's, what are you taking the over the under on 30 seconds? Now remember there's submissions in jujitsu.
1: Okay. Against Salada
0: because I, uh, oh, the, uh, the our wrestling, uh, women's wrestling fans uh, may not know this, but Julia Salada, who's currently ranked, what, number four, five in the country, um, you know, in our Olympic power rankings, you know, she just qualified for the Olympic trials at senior nationals in December. She also, on the side, does jujitsu tournaments.
1: I would take the over any day of the week.
0: So you think you'd last over thirty seconds against Julia Salata in a jiu-jitsu? I absolutely
1: match. think I would last over thirty seconds.
0: All right. I, I'm gonna tag I'm gonna tag Julia on this and uh, I'm gonna let her maybe choose her own over under and see if she thinks she could do that. Because remember, all they got all that has to happen is they've gotta tangle up a couple of limbs and just start applying pressure and you're gonna cry like a baby.
1: Let her I listen, I never ta- I've never tapped in my life. All
0: right. All right. Well, there we go. There's our uh, there's our segments for today. Hope you enjoyed. Would you rather? And over under. Let's uh, move along here. Uh, We just want to mention this is a a wrestling podcast that talks all things women's wrestling. But a big announcement came out this week, and I thought we could say something about it because it applies to all wrestlers. And that is the announcement by Jaden Cox that he's going 97 kilos at the Olympic team trials. Here we go um how did that hit you ben i mean did oh, you man. see the video did you hear him talk
1: yeah i watched the whole video i he he inspires me i mean he's just a um he's got quite the the story of his life anyhow and i just have always appreciated his story and i'm a huge fan i mean i uh obviously was certainly waiting to see where he where he went i'm i'm uh I'm excited he's going 97 i think it's uh it's going to be an amazing uh amazing journey here and uh, yeah i'm i'm excited
0: and of course we got kyle snyder at that same weight and that's what you know it's part of the drama of all this and of course one of the things that uh jaden cox said in particular that i just loved right at the end he said i want to live a tested life yeah,
1: that was powerful
0: <laughs> i love that and i think that there's a wrestling mindset piece there that i think all wrestlers need to really think about because um, there's a tendency to you know to duck and to try to find easier opponents and you know, sometimes wish that the tougher opponent isn't there because I wanted a, I wanted a higher spot on the podium and whatever. And I just love that idea of, you know, I'm going to choose the hard path. And, you know, Kyle Snyder has actually said something interesting, you know, recently in one of his social networking posts, he said, protect nothing. You know, and, and that's, a, that's a mentality that I try to teach, you know, all the kids in my wrestling club, um, you know, my own kids who wrestle. Uh, it doesn't make you better – to go, you know, to a, you know, to a group of, of scrubs and and just pin or tech everybody and dominate everybody. The only way you get better is if you're tested, if you're challenged, if you're willing to, you know, if you're willing to put yourself in a situation where you could uh, or will lose, you know, so that you're going to be exposed and and uh, and get better. And you know, that's the only way to truly develop. Um, and it's also, I think, it, it says something about how we develop in our character, you know, you hear the word battle tested. Yeah. You know Um, that's why I love it. Whenever I get one of my, you know, whenever my kids who are in varsity or any of my kids in my wrestling club get a really hard match. uh, I'm really happy about that, you know, because I don't want, you know, when, when one of my kids, whether it's my club or, or one of my, you know, my actual kids gets to the postseason or regionals or, you know, some state level event, I don't want them to be shocked at how hard the matches are. Yeah. You know, I want them to go, I've had matches like this, you know, this is not unusual for me, yep. but I think a lot of times, because of the nature to protect, especially, you know, parents protect their, they want to protect their kids from the hard matches and all this. You're really not doing them any favors, you know, so I'm not, I'm not saying that's, that's all that you should do, but sure. um, I, I just love that idea.
1: Yeah. I'm, I'm absolutely. I am a big fan of that too. As a, as a parent, I've, always pushed my kids, uh, you know, to, uh, to face the challenges. I mean, to to do hard things. Um, and no doubt Jaden, I think, I think cutting down to 86 would have been tough on him, you know? And, you know, I think that would have been tough too. Um, but definitely, you know, going up and take, you know, take the world's competition off the table, which is incredible. Just Kyle Snyder, just the man, um, you know, Captain America himself, you know what I'm yeah. saying? It's like, uh, uh just that, I love that mindset. And uh, I love Kyle Snyder too. I mean, I love, it's going to be great for the, the the wrestling, I I just love that mindset.
0: Yeah, you know, and let's transition now to talk about the wrestle-offs that just happened because in some ways we just saw that among the women as right alongside of the WCWA Nationals in Marietta, Georgia at Life University, uh, some of the top USA women wrestled off for the, Pan Am olympic qualifier uh there were a lot of good matches and just to see these women just walk out there against you know probably some of them they wrestled before and sure friends of theirs they train with them and just put it all on the line like that you know i mean we're we're starting to see that part of the olympic year now where you're getting into some of these matches uh you know starting in december at senior nationals Uh, of course bill farrell had all kinds of matches too but um, you know, you're starting to see some of the top women now come out in the mat, you know, Helen Maroulis and Jakara Winchester, Sarah Hildebrand, you know, they they were not at senior nationals. And so to see these women go out there and battle, uh, it was a great weekend of wrestling. Um, you know, our, our number ones are still look like our number ones, you know, yep. Sarah Hildebrand, even though she dropped down to 50, Jakara Winchester at 53, dropping down from 55. And to see Helen back, you know, I want to talk about that a little bit to see, you know, her Back out in the mat, you know, battling through her fears and and just scrapping and wrestling hard, and it just it was it was really a great weekend of wrestling, you know, to see our top senior level women in those wrestle offs.
1: Yeah, Helen had to wrestle a full day of wrestling, you know, and uh, uh, did fantastic.
0: Well, she did, and you know, I, I gotta say though, you know, I watched that. Um, I don't know how much of that you got to see, but you know, I watched I watched every match um, for the most part. And, you know, I watched that first match with, um, you know, Helen against Ali Reagan. Yep. Um, man, I mean, that's, that's just two world-class elite wrestlers. Warriors. Warriors. And, you know, I mean, they both got international accolades. Of course, Helen yes. was an Olympic gold medalist. And then you've got Ali Reagan, I think, who was a two-time silver world medalist. Um, I don't think she won a medal at the Olympics, um, but, you know, she's, she's world-class. And of course the match was two, two. And um, I don't know, Ben, I saw, I I think it did seem like Helen was a little tentative. Um, She was on defense. You know, Allie Reagan came out with a very aggressive attitude. I mean, honestly, it almost reminded me of Forrest Molinari, Mm. the way Allie Reagan came out. And and I, I don't know, I don't know what conversations were had behind, behind closed doors to prepare for that match. But it made me wonder if because of Helen's um, concern about people touching her head in the past, that was a concern the last time she wrestled, you know, at, um, was it 2018 Worlds? Um, she was nervous about people touching her head because of her concussion. Well, you know, so what, what and I was
1: going right in on the head snaps and, you know, the.
0: Oh, it was like, I'm coming after you and I'm, yep. I'm going to head snap and I'm going to get you in the front head. And, yep. and actually, Helen We're actually on. talked a little bit about that in a post-match interview where she almost like she was almost negative on Ali coming out like that and, and actually said something like, you know, obviously she didn't trust her own offense. And it was a, a little bit of a, a criticism, mm-hmm. I think, of, of the way that Ali wrestled her. But I gotta be honest, it kind of looked like it worked. Mm-hmm. I mean, two-two,
1: and mm-hmm. uh,
0: Reagan, Reagan had the lead going into the second period. So yeah, she's
1: up one nothing, right?
0: Yeah. So you know, I mean, I, Helen criticized her, but I mean, that look, that match looked pretty even, and for for a good part of it, it looked like Allie was, you know, exerting her will at least pushing Helen around. So Helen looked a lot different in the afternoon. You know, gotta be honest, she she yeah. looked like her mentality was a little better her pace was better her aggression was better so maybe she needed that first match you know to to kind of get that the nervousness of being on the mat again and you know having somebody come on her head like that
1: yeah I mean that's a yeah I mean just like you said facing down she facing down what she was afraid to face or whatever not necessarily afraid but just uh, yeah that being tentative about it she faced it with Allie and was able to uh, you know withstand it win and then come out and really dominate in the afternoon.
0: She really did. You know, uh, she came out uh, much more high attack rate in the afternoon and maybe her attack rate was low against uh, Allie Reagan because of the tentativeness of, you know, her head and, and the the fact that Allie was coming after her like that. So, you know, probably a combination of that, but yeah, afternoon was totally different. She went out, she had a high attack rate. She, she took shots. She finished shots. She countered, you know, really tough counters and, it didn't take her a long time. It wasn't like these long, you know, like division one wrestling scrambles. It was like Burkett, you know, Jenna Burkett attacked Helen countered and scored. And then she, she got two falls, you know, uh, won both matches by fall. So she looked good. It was, you know, it was encouraging to see her out there. I think she was encouraged. And, um, you know, one of the things I liked, she said in her post-match interview too, was she said she watched 2019 worlds. And when, you know, the U S did not qualify the weight for the Olympics. She said, I want to do it. Mm. I want to do it myself. You got to love that, you know?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Oh, so, it's exciting. I'm, I'm happy to see her back and, and, and uh, doing well.
0: Same, same. So uh, 50 kilos, uh, Sarah Hildebrand, um, you know, I, I can't say she dominated Whitney Condor. The first match was two zero. Um, but, Sarah Hildebrand never really looked like she was in trouble. Um, you know, she won that first match, you know, with her, um, textbook, you know, signature single leg attack that she's got that's so good. Um, you know, her, her head hands defense was really impossible to break. And, and then that second match, she got a knee pick, put uh Whitney Condor right on her back and that was it. So, you know, Sarah looked good at that weight. Um, you know, I think that's always a question when somebody drops down like that. You know, she dropped down from, from 53, which was an Olympic weight, to this Olympic weight. So I'm not sure what motivated that decision, but she looks good. Yep. Uh, 53, Jakar Winchester. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Did you get to see any of those matches?
1: A little bit. The uh, She looks good.
0: She looks like a brick wall. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Catherine shy is really good. I mean. She's got good offense and Catherine you know a good counter wrestler. She's got a lot of, she's got a lot of attacks and um, Jakara didn't give up a single point. I mean, yeah. she's just, to me, it's one of those things where you can't lose if you give up zero points. Right. And I just didn't see anywhere that Catherine Shy was able to, you know, find an angle and um, Jakara's got a lot of offense, but, you know, those matches looked pretty defensive. And, I mean, truth be told, one of the things I – one kind of general general observation of the whole day of WrestleOffs was I got the feeling that these wrestlers know each other.
1: Yeah, well, yeah.
0: You know, like, yeah, I mean, you could see that on the mat. You know, like Sarah Hildebrand beating Whitney Connor 2-0 in that first match. And, you know, a 2-2 match, Helen against Ali Reagan. And then Jakar Winchester winning 5-0 and 2-0. I think some of that is probably some familiarity. Mm-hmm you know, but, um, again, all that to say maybe Jakara didn't light it up with, with her offense, but she was a brick wall in defense. And yeah, uh, and
1: at the end of the day, she got exactly what she came there to do. She, yep. won, you know, she won both and she's world champ.
0: She did. So, you know, I'm very excited about this women's team. Um, you know, not just the women's team going to the Pan Ams, but this women's team that's, that we're going to put together for this Olympic year. I just, you got it. You got to be excited. I mean, every weight, it's just especially with the, you know, the bottleneck of of weights converging, going from 10 weight classes to six. We really we're going to be sending, you know, Hammertown to absolutely uh, to the Olympics. It's going to be awesome. So. All right. Well, that's um, that's Pan Am WrestleOffs. Yeah, let's just kind of do a quick overview of WCWA Nationals and Bearcat Open. And can we talk about the obvious to start? Um, first of all, congrats to uh, Campbellsville.
1: Campbellsville, yeah, sure.
0: Uh, Lee Miracle, um, you know the Campbellsville wrestlers who won national titles and were all Americans. They they were amazing. Their team performed at a high level um, at this event, and so don't want to take anything away from them. They set that as a goal earlier this year, and they accomplished their goal. They can't help who's there and not there. So congrats to Campbellsville. They got their second national title in three years. Uh, so I just want to I wanted to say that. Now, yep. that said, there's been a lot of conversation about the fact that um, the WCWA Nationals is not what it was even a year ago. Because of multidivisional wrestling, the top five NCAA teams weren't there. You know, McKendree, uh, Simon Fraser, uh, King University, Colorado Mesa, Emanuel. Uh, the number one NAIA team and the returning WCWA champion was not there, Menlo.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So yeah, I mean, what's your, what's your take, Ben? I mean, there's a lot of, I don't want to say criticism, but people just pointing out this is a watered down event.
1: Yeah. I mean, I, I was, I, I'll be honest with you. I even, I was a bit confused on, you know, who and what, how this is all playing out, you know? And I think you and I were just chatting even past weekend. I called you like, all right, let's talk this through who's here. Who's not here. Why are they here? What does this all mean? Uh, because in many ways, you know, the event Midlands, right? Yeah. Um, was it just, you know, where you're getting everybody there. Uh, oh, you mean that the,
0: the Missouri Valley Open? Missouri Valley, I'm sorry. Right, yeah.
1: Yeah, my, my, m- the MoVal. Uh, just the idea that
0: uh,
1: it's not the same without everybody there. And, um, you know, Menlo's the defending champions, and they didn't go either because they're getting ready for – they got some, some girls in their Olympic uh, stuff, and, uh, you know, a lot going on. Yeah. And And there's a lot of changes right now in women's wrestling. I think exciting changes. Um, but this is part of the growing pains. You got to walk through this stuff.
0: Yeah. And you know, that's what coaches are saying that I talk to that they they recognize this is a necessary awkward transition where there's a kind of a movement out of the old and into the new. And, um, for, you know, for a season, it's, it's going to be kind of this tension between the old and the new and, and, um, but I think we have to come to terms with the fact that the WCWA nationals is becoming a lower level tournament.
1: Can I ask you just what, what your thoughts are talking to some of those coaches or how long are we looking at this awkward transition? What are we, what are we looking at here? Is it, is it years in the making? Is it going to be?
0: Well, I think the conversations happening around this event even right now are probably shaping what the future is going to look like. Got it. Um, I, I, you know, It'll be very interesting to see who is a part of the WCWA and not part of the WCWA next year. Um, But one of the conversations that I had with the coach, um, basically the coach felt like it may have to do with the terms of the board members of the WCWA. Okay. So, for example, it behooves them, you know, if they've been asked and, and tasked, to make the WCWA success, which is what you're asked to do when you're a board member,
1: Absolutely, that sure. they're
0: going to keep it alive and make it as great as they can for as long as they can. But when those terms are up, you may see a fall off, you know, of, of, mm-hmm. of passion or interest or organization. Um, who knows, maybe it'll, maybe it'll actually go away. Um, maybe it won't even be around anymore, but, um, yeah. So changes. Yep. Cha- changes are coming. Um, uh, I know you've got to go in a few minutes and you know, you can feel free, to step out, Ben, I can finish the show, you know, as I run through some of the results, um, you know, if you need to step out, but.
1: um, Got a few minutes left here. So I'll try to run it through with you as much as I can.
0: Yeah. Okay. Well, let's look at the, uh, let's look at the WCWA uh, finishes and just kind of give a shout out to some of the, some of the national champions and finalists. Um, First of all, just day one was pretty wild. Um, especially 101 pounds at the WCWA got blown up when both the number one and the number two seeds um, went down. Ira Navarro uh, lost 10-9 to, you know, the Cinderella story at the WCWA Nationals, Mackenzie uh, Backich, I think is yep. how you say her name, of Campbellsville. Yep. She, she beat uh, Ira Navarro, I think, in the first round and then went on a run right to the finals.
1: Good for her. Wow.
0: And then um, Cecilia uh, Saavedra from Grace Harbor, knocked off Faye Cherrier of Life University 5'5, the number two seed. And then <laughs> I, I feel bad. I feel bad for Faye Cherrier, but she ran into Ira Navarro in the oh. Cunsies in the blood round.
1: Oh wow. And Cherrier
0: got knocked out of the tournament, didn't even place. Oh,
1: that's tough.
0: It, it was tough. You know, I felt bad for her. Um, she's a great wrestler and uh, you know sometimes that's wrestling. Things go that way. Well um, she's
1: she's living uh, in some ways she's walking through the tested life stuff, you know, that's her, right. It, that's right. Yeah, that's the good for her. I'm sure she's going to learn from it.
0: Yep. And then at 155, number seven seed, Taylor Heights of Tiffin took out number two seed Miranda Velasquez of Jamestown 6'4. That was another big upset on day one. And um, Velasquez ended up, you know, making all American, you know, I, if, if you watch any of her matches, she had a knee brace on and it made me wonder if she was kind of a lower level version of herself, mm. um, which, you know, wouldn't surprise me. I would think that she would be able to beat Taylor Heights um, nine out of 10 times, but uh, she didn't on that day. Uh, But she did end up making all American and um, that was day one. So, you know, going into day two, Jaden Laurent at 155 who won it in 2019 and Abby Nettie at 130 who also won it in 2019 were both on track to go back to back and day two, there was only one left standing as Abby Nettie became a, Back-to-back two-time WCWA national champion. And Jane Laurent lost to Rachel Waters 6-1 in the finals at 155. Wow. Okay. So um, just running the list at 101, um, Estella Trevino of Umpqua, which is a a junior college. Uh, She actually stopped the Cinderella story of Mackenzie Backich of Campbellsville, who upset the one seed. Uh, Trevino won 2-2 in the finals um, at 101. At 109, uh, Emily Shilson, the freshman phenom from Augsburg, uh, took care of Michaela Campbell by Tech fall 11-0. I mean, what are you going to say? Mc- Emily Shilson is – she's coming not only at the college level. She's already there at the college level. But at the senior level, you know, she's coming. She's going to be a name that's going to be talked about for years to come as she is now on the scene at the college and national uh, – senior national level. So she, uh, she won. She beat Michaela Campbell uh, 11-0. So uh, congrats to Emily Shilson. At 116, Jaslyn Gallegos of Presbyterian uh, beat Caitlin Pizzo of Cam- Campbellsville by Tech fall in less than a minute. So congrats to Gallegos of Presbyterian. 123, uh, Julia Vidalin beat another Augsburg freshman, Vale Ray Baker. Good match,
1: 5-2. Mm-hmm.
0: At 130, that's where Abby Nettie became a back-to-back two-time uh, WCWA national champion beating another freshman from Augsburg, Gabby Skidmore. So, I guess the sub story there, Ben, is how about Augsburg's freshman class? I was gonna say Augsburg's
1: freshman class looks really tough. Wow,
0: yeah, it'll be interesting to see what they do at the uh, at the NCAA uh, national tournament that's coming up at the beginning of March. Um, pretty, yeah, I think they're NCAA, not NAIA. It'll be interesting to see, you know, how Emily. Uh, Gabby Skidmore and Valerie Baker do there. But, yeah, they've got a really solid freshman group there. Uh, at 136 pounds, Zoe Nowicki of Adrian uh, beat uh, Aliyah Yates of Big Bend by fall. So congrats to Zoe Nowicki. Uh, at 143 pounds, Morgan Norris of Presbyterian beat Gabby Garcia of Campbellsville 2-1, to one, another really solid match. And just to give you an example of how um, not having the top wrestlers there kind of changes the, the conversation a little bit. Mm-hmm. E- Earlier this season, Emma Bruntel teched Zoe Nowicki at the MoVal at 136, and Alara Boyd teched Morgan Norris at 143. Pretty sure it was in less than a minute. So, you know, those are the two WCWA champions. Don't want to take anything away from them. They, they had a great performance, and they're well-deserved of congratulations, but um, obviously not having the, the top-ranked women there you know, had an effect on the results. At 155, Rachel Waters over Jane Laurent. Um, Jane Laurent was injured, I think, at the Bill Farrell. I'm assuming she was because she didn't wrestle senior nationals. She came back for this tournament, uh, actually wasn't even enrolled at Lakeland. And uh, it was a shock, actually, to see her in the group. So uh, she kind of changes the conversation for this tournament and also the NCAA tournament. Yep. Um, but she lost to Rachel Waters 6-1. You know, what I saw, Ben, was she wasn't able to get to her double leg. You know, she's got a signature double leg. That's her yep. primary offense. And Rachel Waters just shut it down. Yeah. 170 pounds, Mariah Harris of Campbellsville got the uh, revenge rematch win over Kenya Sloan, her teammate, at 170. She uh, won by fall. Kenya Sloan actually teched Mariah Harris earlier this year Kenya Sloan is a sophomore. Mariah Harris is a senior. So I'm sure that felt pretty good to kind of set the town straight in uh, <laughs> Campbellsville for Mariah Harris. Oh, uh,
1: sure. That's a fun room.
0: Yeah. I, uh, I saw her, the post-match interview, uh, Mariah Harris, you know, she, she had a great attitude about it and had nothing but respect for her teammate. Good for them. Finally, at 191, Alexandra Castillo of Campbellsville. Uh, getting a theme there, Ben, Campbellsville, a lot of, yeah. of Campbellsville. Well, in the clearly, finals.
1: I mean, when they, uh, you know, doubled the points of life i mean they dominated that tournament for sure yeah
0: yeah you gotta you gotta point that out too right i mean yeah campbellsville almost doubled they did the double. Two. they doubled the number two team yeah so they ran away with the title here so uh you yeah. know Campbellsville's clearly still you know they're one of the top teams in the country oh absolutely regardless of the fact of who wasn't there you bet but uh, uh alexander castillo over agatha andrews 8-1 pretty dominating win there Uh, So congrats to all the WCWA national champions.
1: And on that, Derek, I know you're going to talk a little bit more, but I got to run, bro. Okay.
0: Yeah. Thanks. uh, Thanks for stopping in. Okay. Let's transition and talk about the Bearcat Open. Uh, While the WCWA Nationals was happening in Marietta, Georgia, uh, top NCAA teams were gathering in Lebanon, Illinois, at McKendree University for the Bearcat Open. Um, All Top five NCAA teams were there, uh, McKendry, Simon Frazier, um, King, Colorado Mesa, Emmanuel. Uh There was a number of um, you know, unattached wrestlers because it was an open that, you know, that, that are not in college anymore, senior level wrestlers that wrestled there. It, uh, it was a very tough tournament. Um, I, I don't think it's a stretch to say that uh, the Bearcat Open was actually a deeper tournament than the WCWA Nationals was. Uh, so let's just kind of go through that a little bit. Uh, this is the first time, uh, or I should say at least the last time uh, McKendry and uh, Simon Fraser were on the mat together. It was at the NCAA national duels uh, when McKendry pre- prevailed uh, with a nineteen nineteen criteria win uh, for the NWCA national title. Uh, the NCAA duels national title, I should say, at the NWCA-hosted event. Uh, that was in Kentucky uh, just about a month ago. King took third. And so, you know, as I've already mentioned, all three powerhouse programs were, were there again at the Bearcat Open. Simon Fraser walked away with five champions. McKendry had four champions, and King had one. Uh, there was a total of uh, 24 clubs and programs there. Um, and, uh, again, a lot of depth uh, there was no weight class deeper, though, than the uh, weight class 155. This group included national champion Alex Glaude, Simon Fraser's final ex-finalist uh, Olivia Fisk, who just beat Alex Glaude uh, at the NCAA national duels a month ago, uh, All-Americans Kayla Morano of Emmanuel, Joy Lewandowski, uh, I know a little bit about her, uh, McKendree, Gladys Palma of Southern Oregon, uh, all in that group at 155, as well as Nahila McGee, uh, a McKendree graduate who now wrestles for uh, the Army WCAP program. She was also in that group, um, so just a lot of depth. And you know, you look up and down these groups, and um, you know, just a lot of a lot of good wrestlers there. And one of the odd things about this tournament was, I'm not sure why, but they didn't seed the tournament, which created some unusual and um, odd. Uh, Matchups early in the conses where you know really solid wrestlers were going out before placement rounds. You know, like uh, at 109, uh, Alexia Seal of Simon Fraser, who was ranked number one in our uh, AWW December NCAA rankings, lost to Carly Valeroy uh, in the blood round and was eliminated from the tournament. Uh, Emmanuel's Angelina Gomez, ranked number one earlier this year in our multi-divisional rankings. In other words all of college. She was ranked number one in our preseason poll. Uh, She lost to Kings, number six ranked Aaliyah Gold in the blood round and she got eliminated. Uh, So there's a number of scenarios like that. Uh, I think the lack of seating um, kind of affected, you know, some of those matchups that happen at awkward times in the tournament. Uh, If I could just kind of offer my take on that, uh, I think they need to rethink that. I think that, you know, for building, um, you know, wrestling fans, you know, as, and that's what this show is about. It's, you know, we're, we're talking about women's wrestling. We're fans of women's wrestling. We're reporting women's wrestling. You know, we want to watch a tournament that we feel like has had its due diligence to set up the best matches possible at the best times possible. And that's why we have rankings. And that's why you have seedings is so that matches get the right context. So you have the right women in, uh, the placement matches. You have the right women in the finals, um, so yeah, it just, it was a good tournament and there was a lot of great matchups and a lot of great finals, but uh, again, uh, the lack of seating did create some awkward scenarios. Um, if you go on to americanwomenswrestling.com, you can read our recap on this tournament. Um, I do want to draw your attention to a, an article that was posted by uh, Reaper Wrestling uh, called Top 5 Open Stories, and it was written by Emma Bruntle. Uh, McKendree University. So she kind of took the observer role, the reporter role. She didn't wrestle that day uh, and she, um, uh, she just kind of reported on the event. That's a really good, uh, good article that you can, there's a link to it in, in this recap. Uh, I should also mention that on Friday night, Colorado Mesa had a, uh, a duel against McKendree um, there at McKendree University it was a really good duel, a lot of, lot of good matches. McKendree did end up winning that. Um, I can't remember the score top of my head, maybe like 33-17, something like that. Um, but the big story there was uh, Emma Bruntel lost 8-6 to Dahlia Garabe from Colorado Mesa. Garabe came in, I think ranked around number four. Of course, Emma Bruntel's had just a magical year. She's been ranked number one. Looked like Emma Bruntel got gassed out a little bit there. And uh, you know, just kind of ran out of fuel there, and um, and just bravo to Gar- Garibay. She came out, you know, she wanted that match. She had a good game plan. You know, she and Coach Travis Mercado came up with a good game plan to go out there and and uh, you know wrestle the number one woman in the country, Emma Brunzel, and get the W. So um, great match. Uh, you know, tough loss for Bruntel, but. Uh, she had a nice post the next day about, you know, kind of her takeaway from it. And I'm sure she'll be back at peak form, you know, once the postseason events come around uh, in early March, the NCAA National Invitational that's going to happen at Adrian College. So, uh, yeah, that was uh, Bearcat weekend. I'll just mention some of the uh, the champions at the Bearcat Open. 101, Jackie McNichols from King University uh, beat Genesis Martinez from Colorado Mesa. Tight match, 2-1. to uh, the finals at 109, Sierra McRae uh, won by fall over Macy Stewart from Southern Oregon at 116. Uh, kind of new on the scene, Carla Godinez-Gonzalez, a top senior level wrestler for Canada, who's now enrolled at Simon Fraser University. Uh, kind of made a big splash at the NCAA national duels a month ago. Um, continues to do her thing and won, a, won by dominant fashion over McKendree's Felicity Taylor at 116 in the finals. Uh, 12-1. At 123 pounds, Alex Hedrick won by decision over uh, Phoenix uh, Dubois. I'm assuming that's how you say it. Maybe Dubose, uh, if I'm kind of giving it that French flair. Phoenix uh, Dubois from King University. She won that match 8-3. So uh, Phoenix is obviously uh, leveling up, getting better and better throughout the year. Uh, she's a freshman. You can expect to see a lot of her in the years to come. At 130 pounds, Lauren Mason won by Tech fall over North Central College's Amanda Martinez, 10-0. Um, at 136 pounds, Nicole Dapa of Simon Fraser University uh, actually beat Dahlia Garibay, the, the same woman that beat uh, Emma Bruntel the night before. Uh, Dapa beat Garibay, 10-0 in the finals. Uh, Brunsell beat DAPA actually at the NCAA National Duels a month ago. So a little bit of a, of a competitive triangle going on there. It'll be interesting to see how things play out in a, uh, in a month at the NCAA uh, National Invitational. At 143 pounds, Alara Boyd of McKendree University, uh, dominating win over Sienna Ramirez from Southern Oregon, uh, had a fall at 117. At 155 pounds, Alex Glaude looked great against Nahila McGee. Um, from WCAP, uh, Glaude won the match 5-1, uh, Glaude, uh, you know, if you're going back a month to the NCAA national duels, she wrestled fine. You know, she, she took a loss there to Fisk, but she looked a little, uh, tentative in some of her matches where, you know, a lot of the matches came down to push outs and shot clock, uh, violations. Uh, it's nice to see Glaude really, really push the envelope with her offense. And, and that's why she won this tournament. So that was a nice, um, Looked like a, a nice kind of mental shift she made to really get on offense in her match there against McGee in the finals. At 170 pounds, Corey Bullock from McKendree University um, got the revenge win over Elena McCoyed of North Central College. McCoyed's come on the scene and made a huge splash as a freshman, beating Olivia Fisk twice at senior nationals, um, and made the finals here again. And Bullock uh, beat her this time. Uh, in the finals. The score was 8-6. Really good match. And at 191, we got the rematch that we had in the finals at the uh, NWCA National Duels the, you know, with the NCA division there a month ago. Sydney Kimber pulled off the heroic upset win over Emily Q a month ago to win McKendry the National Duels title. Well, she did it again. She beat Q again. That was no fluke little closer match this time, 4-2, but uh, Kimber came out and uh, proved that what happened last time was no fluke. So um, uh, good job there by Kimber. Uh, Q's looking tough as usual, and that's going to be a very interesting matchup to watch at the NCAAs uh, in a month. So that wraps up the uh, Bearcat Open, and that wraps up our show. Thanks for listening. Please... uh, uh, leave a comment, uh, a review on our podcast. We, we appreciate your, your thoughts and encouragements. Um, you know, you can please tell a friend about what we're doing. We're promoting, covering women's wrestling and uh, appreciate you. You know, you're, you're, our best, uh, you're our best market is to just tell people, hey, there, there's, there's, a, there's a media service covering women's wrestling. Of course, uh, Wrestling Reaper's doing a nice job there. You're seeing more women's coverage, you know, this last weekend with Track Wrestling and Flow Wrestling. Uh, But we're all about women's wrestling. We are dedicated to covering women's wrestling only. So please tell a friend about it. So thanks for listening to our show today. And with that, we hope you enjoyed it. And we are out. Thanks for listening to AWW Radio.